This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We are the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment, and we bring you the official radio show of the magazine every week on Fab Radio International at 9pm until 11pm-ish. Sometimes we go over if we start arguing about a film that's particularly piqued our uh, or, or in sort of um, oh god Infl- got our goat inflamed our gizzard Indeed, that as well that as well so on tonight's and it's on show iTunes. oh we are on iTunes as well if you want to listen to it via podcast if you miss it or you can't watch it every week or listen listen, listen to it every week live you've got to go on iTunes and look for Starburst Radio and please subscribe and it would be awesome if you could leave a review also tonight if you would like to get involved please Go on Twitter at Starburst underscore Mag or, or email in studio at fabradiointernational.com. Now, tonight's show, we're going to deal with the news and we're going to go through everything that's been going on. There's been a bit of a, a seismic event in the world of Star Wars, which we'll get to in a little while. But on the first hour of this show, we have a guest. Now, I will explain who this guy is. Uh, Martin's very aware of him, and yep. where he, he is, if you are in and around Starburst or Fab Cafe, whatever, this guy he's sort of a uh, one of our one of our people, one of our uh, close friends, and he, uh, he he he's not everybody's taste. He's a bit marmite, is our Jonathan. It, it is Mister Jonathan Thompson. He oh, our met. Say hello. Hello. So he's here, and uh, just to give you backstory, we met in. Uh, I think 1997, while I was building the Fab Cafe, the one that got blown up in in the bomb, we got a new site on Portland Street, where it is to this day. And he got in touch with me because I was looking for retro arcade machines. Now, back in 1997, there wasn't a retro arcade machine industry like there is now. So getting hold of, of 
old Space Invaders, the Star Wars uh, cockpit game, stuff like that, you couldn't get hold of them because nobody knew that there was any value in them. And early on, when uh, the, the arcades were all getting run down in Blackpool and stuff, Jonathan had the sense to recognize these things as very important pieces of pop culture and he started to collect them and started to go and went, instead of them being thrown in the scrap, which they were, a lot of people just went, oh, it's not taking money now, we get rid of it, or it's just got a slight problem and, and didn't bother fixing it. He decided to put a team together that could fix it and to put them in. So when we opened with Fab Cafe, we had lots of retro arcade machines, and this is it. Now, to say Jonathan Thompson is a colourful character is an understatement. He, he, he is a very loud character, um, and he's very important so, in so the... So him not say anything tonight. Yeah, I have a feeling that he'll have plenty to say. So, so welcome to Starburst Radio, Hello. Jonathan. Thank you very much for having me on, uh, and I do appreciate it. It is an honour to be here, because um, it's been part of my life for... Quite a number of years, um, as Mike said, I met in uh, 1997. Um, and to be fair, it was one of the best things that, that ever happened to me um, meeting Mike, because of course the vehicle for the retro games, Fab Cafe provided that vehicle and really um, fused well with the, the whole culture of, of, of Manchester and has now obviously become, to all of you that know Fab, you know, part of the fabric of, of Manchester, along with the retro games that are in Fab and the retro culture, you know? So thank you very much well, to Mike on that one. Well, when I met, when I met Jonathan, as Martin will probably testify, it, it, it's rare that you see me not wearing a suit. And Jonathan, is, uh, he, he was dressed very similar to me and always overdressed, you know, and always uh, quite eccentric he was. And it was, it was a good fit. It worked really well. But, I mean, it, it's weird, though. How do you feel now? Because back in 97, none of us, I didn't know Fab was going to be successful. Everybody said, what are you sure. doing with this weird bar with Daleks? Yeah, it's true. not going to work. Yeah. Everybody told me and you when yeah. we were at the Wasn't opening work. Wasn't oh, wait, last. it'll blah, be shot in six months. Um, and and but, but we also didn't, so we didn't know how Fab was going to work, but we also didn't know that there would be an industry that's literally built around retro, retro gaming culture. back no then. Way. Now, yeah. now, I've got to say it, and anybody who's listening to this, they can say, no, it wasn't this guy, it was somebody else. I can tell you, to my knowledge, I think that, and I will say this, and I, you know I don't like praising you because you get a big ego and you behave like a knob, <laughs> but, the, uh, but I think you are one of the architects of the retro games industry. You put a value on it, you made people aware of it, and, and you made people interested in owning them. I think to be to be honest, I and the, the truth is, yeah, I know that I I was definitely a colourful character. I was sort of did quite a bit for, for television and and all of those other things. And I think that you had a puppet um, show on Nickelodeon. Apparently so. Um, but um, you know the 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 whole I I would never I, even though I had a vision that these machines were going to become antiquities of the future, I actually never thought that it would be as protracted as it, as it is now. You know, I'm offered quite a lot of, of the, the big sci-fi conventions and so on and so forth, and think the Star Wars, one of the most iconic games that I put into Fab mm. in the 90s, and I'm sure people will, will remember it, was the, the 1983 Star Wars cockpit vector machine. And, you know, it was back then... It was a beautiful You know, it was machine. a beautiful piece of kit. Yeah. It's a lovely piece of kit. Um, to those gamers out there, I'm sure that you know what the Star Wars cockpit is. Um, and I always, I always wanted to. Own and on the geeky thing, thing about about this, the the it was vector. And I'll say this: 
the problem with these machines and Jonathan tried to fix them as best he could and, and it's not easy and I'm not like get the violins out for the guy you know I'm just saying a vector monitor how can you describe that it's, it's the a reason it's all lines it's is, all drawn yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not pixels a vector monitor know? was Atari's idea of creating at a time when 3D wasn't quite available the, the kind of graphics that were available in the in the early 80s were for were very very difficult to replicate the way that Atari wanted them to so of course they had the vision to create the XY quadrascan vector monitor that's and easy this, for you to say yeah <laughs> and this this monitor was based on a heart rate monitor okay that operates in what you call the XY didn't plane. know that I'll, and it makes it's sense. a television yeah. okay but yeah. a big heart rate monitor yeah. effectively in color right. the first game to do this though wasn't Star Wars, it mm. was, of course, um, one, of the, one of the first mm. games, to be corrected, was Asteroids in Black and White. Yes, it was the analogue yeah, vector monitor. And later, um, Tempest. Tempest. All Tempest of those, Major game. Havoc, all those, um, uh, what, I, what I know referred to as the, as the Bronze Age of, of arcades, yeah. um, were, were, a lot of them were vector, vector, vector yeah. technology. Yeah. You know. so, so why is it so difficult to fix a vector monitor when it goes bust? Is it just the lack of knowledge? Or here's the, lack the, here's of the geek in me. Okay, here's yeah. the geek in me. Okay, a vector monitor. Okay, the, there were two types of monitor. Okay, without getting too technical, mm. there was the um, Electro Home version. Okay, right. yeah. and there was the Wells Gardner version. Right. Okay, both of them had what was called line output transformers. Right. Okay, and those line output transformers, to anybody that doesn't know, that is what creates the, um, the, the, the excites the electrons in a, in a, in a, in a monitor. Yeah, okay. okay. Now, right. why in the 90s and, and now, mm. yeah. W- was it so hard to mend? Because the parts, because as you know, Atari yeah. famously got taken over by, by, oh, yeah, by Namco yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the, the, the Atari factory in Ireland disbanded and so on and so forth. Yeah. The parts became very, very difficult. Okay, So in a nutshell, the, the, to, to mend those particular types of quadriscan monitors became very, very difficult because the, the particular right. line output transformer was very, very difficult to, to find. Right. So And it was a shame because they were a great it piece a of kit. And this is why yeah, the games became... Um, a, a lot more scarce yeah. in the 90s because arcade owners were literally getting rid yeah. of them. Well, um, the, there is a um, there is actually a a documentary on Netflix now about Atari, mm-hmm. and and it is it's an amazing little story. It's about the the rise of Atari and the fall of Atari, but they've done it all around a, a framing narrative of that urban myth about the or or is it a myth? But you'll have to watch the documentary to find out. The 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 machine that is credited with destroying the then the the um, the retro sorry, not retro the the home entertainment industry with the Atari yeah, two thousand yeah, yeah. six hundred, mm-hmm. which then went away, and then we went on to PCs, didn't we? And yeah. and the Spectrum and stuff, and then we came back to cartridges again, didn't we? And yeah, for a while, and 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 they blame it all on ET being the worst game that was ever made. <laughs> Hello? Somebody out there? It's the video game that lets you pretend you're E.T., running away from secret agents, falling into danger, finding a phone to call home, and discovering the best thing on earth, a friend. E.T., only from Atari. 
So the the rumour is that Atari, just before it closed off and stopped producing games, they had the worst fiscal year ever because of this. So they took, so they could literally get the the write-off off the tax bill. They apparently took an absolute pile of E.T. games cartridges and buried them in a landfill. Yeah, thousands. Yeah, and I'll say, this documentary... The guy found out where this would have been buried and went out to see if this was true mm. or it was just an urban myth. And I've got to say, I'm not going to give away what happened, but that, that was it. Atari were so big, so quick, mm. and they were gone in in minutes. They, mm. they, they just seemed to disappear, didn't they? They did, but of course, the, you know, they produced for, for a number of years some of the now most iconic games of all yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but you're right. But remember, through the But 80s, that is that logo, not... One of the most. Do you reckon, Martin? I mean, I'm not asking, asking Martin. Did did you? What what's your arcade background? Oh, I had the. Uh, I remember the stuff we had in at home in the you know the old cartridges and things like that. Did you do real arcades? Not often. I probably How did. Come? I, well, we we did. You're a probably, Manchester lad. I know. I didn't come into town to do that sort of thing. Want the one near you? <laughs> we we had um, a few in the little cafe near me, so I'd come d- dick out after. Uh, after school and go there. What's your first game then? The one I remember was probably Defender. Mm-hmm. Williams what, Defender. What's, what's your first game, Jonathan? Um, what ever, that I ever played? That you ever played? I'll tell you what it was. In an arcade. In an arcade. I mean, I'll tell yeah. you what, it wasn't in an arcade. I'll tell you where it was. It was in the Odeon Cinema. Um, okay, which, those that, that may may know yeah. which was in on Oxford Oxford Street. And we're currently um, having demolished as we um, speak. Is it being demolished? I didn't know. Oh yeah, it's half. You I can thought go that, and look. Do you know, I thought that was a listed building. No, we, well, we, that it makes no be. difference nowadays, does it? Anyway, art no. Deco, beautiful Art it Deco should, building. It should it? be listed, but sadly, no. There wasn't well, a big enough kick-off. To, the, to those that remember important. Manchester, okay, so to, there was there was Star Star Burst, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, which was actually called it was actually called yeah. Starburst. I, be, I think it was uh, arcade on the corner. There was Mr. Pool. Yeah, that's and then right. there was it was, um, it was an arcade it's called Starburst. Starburst. Yeah. So they could be yeah. thinking of how appropriate it is the show. And, yeah. and, and then there was Pleasure Pastimes. I think that was McDonald's, wasn't it? It, it? No, that was Mr. Pool. Oh, that was Mr. Right. Pool. Yeah, it was across the way that, yeah. from Mr. Yeah. Pool. Yeah, virtually opposite where the yeah. Odeon is. Yeah, now. this was um, to, to me. Uh, it was the maker I, to me. That, I, I walked around the corner the other day. And I was just talking to her was with and, uh, uh, about it, and I went, do you know what? I don't want to start feeling like an old guy, but this area was used to arcade, be amazing. Yeah, you'd yeah. start with the Dutch Pancake House, yes. then you'd go to, there'd be a little chicken place, then you've got the Odeon, yeah. then you'd go past there, and then you'd have my mecca, my, my ultimate amusement arcade of all time. Pleasure pastimes. Yeah. That any Mancunian will remember. You went in, and you went in, and it had that, Bloody Flynn's arcade. It did. Sound. Tron. It, it had, had Tron. It actually, yeah. I remember. And and Joust. Do you remember the sounds of Joust? I do Joust. remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and, remember. Um, yeah, and yeah. then and then you went down there. Like I say, there were other, another arcade. Then you had some clubs, and then you had you'd go across the road. You'd have Mister Pool, Rotters. and then next to it, yeah, Rotters Disco with a massive Jillies, yeah, Jillies, Jillies, yeah, yeah. And you'd have that. Ma- do you remember that massive Perno ad? Yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. that, that yeah. was like, and all of a sudden, I remember being in what what. Ended up being um, another bar, but at the time was the Kohinoor restaurant, which oh, it, yeah, it means Koh-i-Noor. Star yeah, of yeah, India. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember being in there, having a meal, and looking across, and I could see all this. And I was about 18, possibly, and I had my first 
uh, really, really hot curry. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think I'd already done that at that stage. No, I had my, um, it was not the Madras, the Vindaloo. I had my first Vindaloo in there that nearly killed me. But I was looking across the road and I looked at the massive Perno sign and I thought, this city is so cool. And now you walk down it's there all, it's and it's just, all yeah, gone. It's, dry, it's yeah. all yeah. gone and it's all just gone. Anyway, and, my favourite, you know, my, my, my first machine, you asked me earlier, yeah, yeah. and it was, um, it was Mooncrester, right? But a really oh, tiny great, cabinet that. and it was a Nikobutsu, um uh, cabinet, okay? Mooncrester in the Odeon Cinema. But the most iconic, if I'm honest with you, that I really stuck in my mm. memory was Discs of Tron. So to those that remember it's Tron, it was the Discs of Tron. It's amazing, that um, Which really I'm very is. lucky to own. And yep. it is now one of the rarest. Yep. Yeah. Not the rarest, but one of the rarest right. cabinets that in the world. I'm going to blow your mind now, Jonathan. You know I'm into VR yes, a lot. And I'm into much. the Oculus Rift. Right. There is. It's, they're not calling it Discs of Tron. It's Discs, discs of bloody Lidl or something, you know. Yeah, it's, they're basically avoiding saying what it is, but it is Discs of Tron. Really? And you are on those discs with the helmet and you are jumping around, throwing the discs. To and, and doing and, and, and it's amazing, it really is. But like you say, though, the thing for me, I went in Pleasure Pastimes and it was... It was the sounds. It was your dear Joust, yeah. your dear Mr. Do's Castle blaring away, Discs of Tron, your dear the, the Tron video game, you know, diddly do, diddly do, diddly diddly do. I can't even do it, but Ooh. yeah. Pole Ooh. position, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And Prepare you get qualify. all these noises, you know, and, <laughs> and that's that. it. I'm sorry. Anyway, we will get back on familiar sorry. territory. Sorry, right? we're getting carried away. Uh, Martin, it's just this, <laughs> this is a. Uh, it's kind of arcade centric, but I, it's I feel it's archaic. <laughs> it is archaic, to be true. I I just think that amusement arcades were very cool back then, and sure. I don't think they're cool no. now because there are all these ticket things. You yeah. go in well, and you remember, play them and you win tickets. Uh, Ma- do, you, do you know Martin? Like like the ticket. I, I do know thing. the ticket thing, and the and problem is now it's just you know, especially in Manchester, you just got the drug dealers everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but we that's, haven't really got them. I mean, the, 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 the proper arcade. The one in Piccadilly. You know. the, the, the arcade, yeah, but yeah. the thing is, right. In, in, the, in the Trafford Centre, yeah. Namco. Namco. That's good. Right. But, but, but you are redemption, right, yeah. from somebody that, that, that obviously operates games in, in, in the field and still operates the retro games in, in bars and cafes and so on. What yeah. what I would say is that now it's 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 much more about the, the, the what the, what they feel that a youngster wants now, and yes. it's not, not necessarily saying that this is what, no, what they no, want, but what no, a manufacturer not. feels that a child of the noughties and, and, and a child of, of, the, of the 2000s, if you like, the 21st century. I should have some brick that is, I throw at someone when they use that phrase, noughties. What the noughties. Just go, bang, you know, but around, They feel that they yeah. need, because they can get all this at home and even better, because remember, when yeah. we all remember the arcades, mm. you couldn't get a console to do what an arcade no. machine could do. That yeah. was the whole, that yeah. was the whole, uh, magic of, of it, you, you, you know. You, so, are you, you saying arcades are done because um, now you can do you can everything do everything? Oh, you become an interactive society. But 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 what arcade owners want, or what the what these big companies like Namco want now, is they want not only the revenue streams from that, but they need to produce simulator machines. They need to produce huge 
um, uh, machines that have got rides on them and, and, and all of these other things. And they also... What, like the Star Wars... Star Wars um, Battle Pod. The Battle okay. Pod. Now, what do you think of the Star Wars um, Battle Pod? To be, because to be, I was disappointed. Right, I was very with disappointed the with the... If I'm honest... And, 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 graphically. And graphically, I was very surprised. I'm, I'm owner of, of, of one of the biggest Star Wars video game collections now that, that that's in Europe. Mm. And if I'm honest with you, the Battle Pod... Um, machine was reminded me the graphics reminded me very much of a star wars trilogy that yeah. was out in the 90s the problem you've got with it that was, huge yeah, wrap around that, yeah, that yeah. huge wrap around monitor that it's got mm. is that as a from a, from a technical aspect yeah. it's going to be very very difficult when those machines get older to okay. mend those yeah, that's an absolute be. fact but yeah. on a playable level mm. I was quite d- disappointed because yeah. I felt it it was it was, was quite unplayable to be honest for me but um, today it would be great because if you go past the uh, A New Hope and you've blown the Death Star up and all that, yeah, mm. the next one is uh, Empire Strikes Back. It starts, uh, you're actually going after walkers, yeah? Yeah, yeah? But here's the thing that you'd like today. It blows freezing cold air in your face because you're on Hoth. Hey. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so that would be good. Anything like it, that today it, is yeah. all right. Yeah. So, so that... That that's quite good. I think we need a, a quick break, but we'll we'll carry on with this, and then we'll get into some other stuff. Because another thing that Jonathan's quite into is 1980s. He he well, he belongs there. To be honest, you are listening to Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Awards. Unlike Total Film, coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Jack, Jack, can you hear me, please? The lives of Captain Jack. Well, hello, soldier. Are you all settled in? Life is about choices. Who gets to live? Who gets to die? Sometimes you can't save everyone, and you can't let the past haunt you. Who we love, who we hate. What are you? Some kind of superhero? What? With superhuman strength? Play your cards right, Alonzo, and you'll find out later. Our choices shape the future of the universe. You're caught up in something here, something big. You need to watch your back. Once, long ago, on the planet Earth, a remarkable woman was about to make a very important decision. Big Finish. We love stories. Actually, I'll just have the omelette. Watching my figure. Does come with chips, doesn't it? Starburst Radio. The show that thinks Kamsi is a total loser. Across the world, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International, and we've got emails. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so do, these, we'll... do these people that are emailing know that we're going to be doing a quiz about everything that Jonathan was just saying? Yeah, we will uh, be, yeah. They've, they've got to answer these questions. It was it's kind part, of in-depth, wasn't it? It's part of the new curriculum. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> so. yeah. So this is a, our, our new, our new um, what, what do you call it, recurring guest, possibly. Depends how he's received tonight. I'll, I'll just say, at studio at fabradiointernational.com. Do we like Jonathan? Does he stay? Does he come back? Do we never have him on again? It's up to you. You email him you and tell decide. us. It's a bit like Big yeah. Brother. Yeah. Any <laughs> problem? More bearable. You... Oh God, yeah, yeah. But God, it's hot in here. Seriously, it is guys. Very warm right. in here. You guys, 
listening to this show do not know the sacrifices it's made. It's a sauna. Yeah. Yeah. even <laughs> took his tie off. I have, got, I, have, <laughs> I have got my tie off, actually. I feel, I feel abused Naked. and I, I feel vulnerable. <laughs> I do, I do. I really do. So, Ed Fortune, yeah, yeah. our our former uh, our former sequential arts editor. No, um, he's, a, he's literally a literary editor. He, he's back on, and he's saying hello, best editorial team in the galaxy. That's I love how he starts. That. Oh yeah, he's, he does, he's emailed though. the wrong show. No, it does. It's good because you're having a bad day, and then he goes and and says that, and then you feel oh okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing something good, decent. So it's midsummer. Yes, we feel that one. It's Ed. not. It's the first day of summer. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Longest what, day. What do you mean? Longest day today. Oh, I don't understand oh, that. What does that mean? Is that the solace? Is that the, yes, the solace? Summer solstice. Summer solstice. Okay, right. Am I supposed to know that? You should have been down at uh, Stonehenge or something like that. Well, the other hippies. Mm. What, at the gift shop buying yeah. a plastic Stonehenge? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ed says he's obviously spending most of the evening watching The Wicker Man. Right, Brilliant. okay. Well, Except I'm glad you're in May. I'm glad that you're a Nick Cave fan. Uh, sorry, Nick. Um, oh God, Cage. Nick Cage, Cage not Nick oh, Cave. Was it, was Nick it not, Cave was it, and the bad seat. Edward Woodward. Oh my God, yeah, I swear he's, to he's, you. Oh, you're taking the mic. Oh, that, that was the bad seat. Oh, yeah. I know it's the uh, yes. yeah. Anyway, okay, mm-hmm. Ed, it's that, it went that badly, gag. That. That. I get it ish. Yeah. <laughs> Sad to hear that special effects genius Simon Sace has passed away. The chap was a genius, which anyone who's seen Hellraiser. No Nightbreed can plainly see. I actually have a little puzzle box on my desk. Very pretty, spooky thing. Weird thing, Ed. I actually got given one of those puzzle boxes off a guy that used to work at uh, ITV. And he came in uh, fab. And one evening years ago, 16, 17 years ago, whatever, when I used to be part of sort of running it, he came in and went, oh, oh, I've just not been to the cash till i mean i've got this on me will you take this and i i just let him get a few rounds of drinks in in exchange for that puzzle box there you go now i i've got to say it doesn't open oh, doesn't do it's anything a good job i have had, don't want them coming after you don't i'll be honest you, so. martin do you honestly think that the life that i'm living at the moment and the bits that worse. you know yeah do you think that them turning up would make it any worse they turn up and i'd go oh at least some interesting they'd start backing up. up going oh yeah. god i know no I, we, we can't handle this one yeah. it's a tough one um and ed says have an amazing show oh and new episodes of brave new words are being recorded so mm. so um h hartley hair the book bunny is going to be on this I don't even know what that means, but it sounds interesting. So you will have is Brave New gimmick? Words. Is it a gimmick? I don't know. Oh, or is he, just, know, is he just dressing Anna? Yeah, but, but what, what can you do? Is it a jackrabbit or an actual hare? Yeah. There you go. Well, But, but at least when you sat... growing. Yeah, if, if this format <laughs> doesn't work, at least you can have a haircut. Oh, Boom. God. Uh, today, gone tomorrow. Ross yeah. Unsworth. Uh, I wonder who this guy is. Yeah. He seems to be related to somebody. Be, uh, end up blocking him. Mike, Chris and Joe. Here we go. Chris isn't here tonight. Yeah. I know he's not here tonight. We've got we've got somebody who's a bit different than Chris. Yeah. His name is Jonathan Thompson. Uh, so what's the Starburst radio stance on the fate of the Han Solo film? Personally, I wouldn't want a 21 Jump Street type comedy solo film. Me, me names, Nien, or Lego version. After all, we had Family Guy for that. Had a bad feeling we were in for a Chips 
slash Starsky and Hutch. I've got to say there, Ross, listen, there is a big difference between Chips and Starsky and <laughs> Hutch movie. The Starsky and Hutch movie was actually at least enjoyable, but the that, that Chips thing, I turned off. I stopped watching it. I just couldn't watch it. It was so crap. You, you turned it off? It's only just been in the cinema. Yeah, we all know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. You yeah, you don't. Starsky, I thought it was quite. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, Starsky, yeah. and it? he says sent using my stuff. Yep, he says sent using my stolen sugar. So people have got onto this fact that I it, I do not like that. It's carrying on. Yeah, I watched the Mummy. Amazing. Expect free. Actual ten. Oh my god! Is that Jack? No, this is your brother. This is somebody <laughs> related to you that's just said that. Oh, um, what a knobhead! Uh, yeah, actual ten levels of Candy Crush done. Ah, right, yeah. yeah. Right, so... so you, uh, you well, little dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I wasn't going to waste two hours of my life on that steaming pile of shite. Only positive was a KFC chicken Segway on the way home. There you go. There you go, That's see? Him. So, he, see so, he remembers the chicken Segway Yeah, episodes, I know. So. Um, David Galdar is... Uh, Hi, guys. Hello. I hope you are well. Hello, David. And that it's slightly cooler in the homeland than it is here in Nottingham. No, it's not. I I guarantee you it is not. You might you, be out here, the air con in the yeah. background. We've got the door open for a change. Yeah. You know me. I never usually slag Doctor Who off. Can I say, David, um, from my experience, you are balanced, yeah? When it's bad, you stick the boot in, and when it's good, you give it praise, and that's that's fine. This week's The Eaters of Light, what an absolute crock of shite, lazy writing, full of cliches and boring. For the first time ever, I felt like turning it off. David, you watched Let's Kill Hitler and didn't turn it off. And this was the one that pushed you to breaking point. Listen, this was a bad episode of Doctor Who. It was terrible. Absolutely bloody terrible. Yeah, but my God. There has been worse with uh, Mr. Moffat, and and I've got to say, uh, or Moffat, or whatever the uh, hardcore fans call him, it's not good. God, uh, I I, I've got to say, it was a bad episode on Saturday, but there's been a lot of them. I'm sort of numb to him now. Now, this trailer for the new episode of Doctor Who, oh, where God, where Missy comes out of the TARDIS, I get the, the idea... He's trying her out to go. Oh, you've got to be my, um, you've got to be my uh, replacement. And she comes out and goes, "Hello, I'm Doctor Who." Hello, I'm Doctor Who. And I was, I've got to switch off at this it point. The, Why she said, "How that? many fists can you eat at once?" What? What? What, what is that? What is that advert? So, so Saturday's episode, David. I am, I am um, dreading. I, I'd rather spend time with an ex-wife. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there we go. Um, David Lloyd is on, and he's saying, "Good to hear oh, you sir. guys back." Hiya, David. After a long break, been catching up with the podcast the last couple of week weeks and in tonight for the live experience just wondering if any of you guys have watched fortitude on sky i just finished both seasons on catch up it's very enjoyable if slightly flawed body horror meets police procedural meets twin peaks 
uh, stunning cold scenery, just a tonic on a day like this. Yes, in, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, American Gods, you're getting through. It's full of goodness. Fuller really has a deft touch with these things. No, I was watching an episode of it last night and I was blown away. I've um, it. It's amazing. I'm not sure that I, I could explain every single thing in the entire show, but that just means I want to watch it again. They, uh, yeah, they ditched him off Star Trek. They did, and that was stupid. Loving the pace and look of it. It's really rich. Good. I, I do as well. And you want to give a shout-out to Paul and Scott over at the TV Zone Plus podcast, which is also very entertaining and filled a gap in your absence. Ooh. Well, like people filling a gap. <laughs> No, we like that. No, it's a really good show. Yeah. Uh, TV Zone Plus podcast with Paul Mount, the longest serving writer on the uh, Starburst team. He, he was a guy that I was reading uh, when I was a, a very young, ca- uh, callow youth. I'm not like even that. sure what that means, but I was one. Is that the actor? Yeah, was it that you maybe. used to watch Simon Callow? Uh, was it Simon, Simon Callow? And, and yeah. I, I was, I was uh, reading his views back then in TV Zone, and now he's here. And not only is he in Starburst, where he belonged all along, but he's got a show, and you can listen to it. He does two episodes of this. I mean, he records that much stuff that he splits it into two shows. So I'm going to put the first ones on now, and I'm going to put the next one on towards the end of the week, so you've all had time to listen to it. And... It's Sir Roger Moore, so I am obviously still very much upset about Roger Moore, mm. and um, I am looking forward to seeing what uh, what Paul and Scott have got to say on that subject. It had better be good, Mister Mount, because because well, I want I want a a a um, I don't know I want I want someone to talk about him, and I know that Paul really respected the guy and well, I'm looking forward to listening to it. Paul wrote our amazing obituary. It was in amazing. The latest issue, which is yeah. available now yeah. because we haven't done that bit yet. Yeah. We haven't done the shilly. I'll say one thing. Uh, in all good stores. One thing. Subscribe online. As much as I love reading what Paul writes, Paul Mount writes great obituaries and that is <laughs> I'm just going to say I it'd be nice if we didn't need him for a bit. He's got a, de- a death <laughs> if, touch. Yeah, I know. It'd be great if we didn't need you, Paul, for uh, six months at least, so we can just sort of uh, move on. Without... We need a bit of a rest from the deaths. Oh, I, I, every single issue starts with an obit. And for the past year, it feels like most issues have started with an obituary, and, and I don't mean small. As well, yeah. It's big people. I mean, you know, you know, Carrie Fisher, Christopher Lee. Um, Roger Moore, that could go on and on and on and on, and yeah. and, and 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 one of my favourites, and and Jonathan knew him very well, like I did. Robert oh, Vaughan. Robert Vaughan. Yeah. So that's all the emails caught up with. So, nineteen cool. eighties. <clears throat> yes. Jonathan, what is it about the nineteen eighties above all the other decades that has got people, and it's not just you, people addicted to it, you know, listening I, to the music, I, everything. I just wonder that because the eighties was such a they called it what did they call it the electric era yeah in terms of yeah. in terms of music in terms of iconic sounds experimentation but didn't at the time um, no not at the, the time, time now of course yeah, yeah I mean, the, everybody you know, hated the, it the, the what oh, we like God. about it now yeah, yeah. i think is because it the, some of the stuff that was produced in the 80s was so yeah some of it was so cheesily badly done yeah, yeah that actually 
it, you, you, you almost look at it and say, do you know what? That was good. You know, so, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a really difficult. Um, what's, uh, what's your favourite and what's Martin's favourite? Uh, we'll start with you, Jonathan, and then move, move to Martin. So Martin's got time to, to think about this. Uh. Yeah. What's your favourite <laughs> 80s movie? Um, to be honest with you, I, I know the answer to this because I it's know. helped my I bet it's my the same business. One as mine. And it's not Star Wars. Yeah. yeah no. My favourite is Tron. Mine's it Tron. is. Mine's I mean, Tron. and, and, and yeah. I just love that whole Master Control program has chosen you yeah. to serve on the game. Room. Oh, seriously. You know, you're the mighty Master Control. You know, I just loved David Warner's yeah. whole portrayal of that, of that Sark character. Yeah. I loved the whole um, uh, uh, Bruce Boxleitner, which the truth was at the time, I guess, that. People didn't realise that the re- that, that Bruce Boxleitner, the, the, obviously the star of of, of Tron uh, uh, as, as anything, was 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 yeah. Bruce and not Bridges. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, but no. whereas whereas you know, I just think that um, for me that was the most iconic movie. Yeah. And to be fair, the first video game that I bought um, was actually a Discs yeah. of Tron machine. Well, the thing, um, the thing, um, I'll give you a bit of a uh, backstory on uh, the. A friend of mine who's a very close personal friend and, and he does the show with me and stuff and it's Chris Hayes. And if you were to say to me, what are the two most disappointing things about him? Yeah, is that he, uh, he smoked. Yeah. Every time he put a cigarette in his mouth, I'd be like, oh, Chris, you're too clever. What are you doing this for? And then the other one is uh, he don't like Tron. Really? Why don't How like can you Tron? not like I Tron? don't know. I but, don't know. Are we going to have to get to the bottom of this? Do you think, can I, do you think that, to. do you think, Mike, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you and think that not, people. he's not, he's of the age to like it. Do you it's think people have grown though, to like no, no, Tron, no, no, no. Mike? He's, he's at the perfect age to appreciate Tron. Do you yeah. think that people have grown to like it or always liked it, i.e. because Tron in its day no. wasn't the most successful it movie. It was a box office bomb, Jonathan. Yeah, for sure. But it got instantly taken to everybody's hearts sure. because because what it did it was one of the few movies at the time that instantly got cartridge spin-offs and games and stuff sure. so so i remember my friends we'd come from uh, school and we'd go to debenhams in stockport and go on the intellivision playing uh, a tron game yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah tron was what was compelling about it was well this is if you get inside the game this is what's going on so, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And for me, I, I'm 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 honoured, shall yeah. we say, that when that Disney asked me to create and recreate yeah. the whole Flynn's Arcade, which people may remember yeah. as part of the Tron Legacy movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. did I like Tron Legacy as a movie? Yes, but it was very polished. You right. know, like a lot yeah. of stuff that's, well, that's coming out. You the know, uh, the clever polished. thing about uh, Tron Legacy, um, other than it having the best soundtrack of a movie oh the, the Daft Punk decade, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was so so up there the, uh, I love the fact they used the 3D where it was sure. 2D and then you went into the Tron world and it all went to sure. 3D that was very I clever. love the Jeff Bridges uh, the former him uh, you know and the, 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 what he yeah. did what they did and I remember the interview with uh, Jeff being very sort of he, he was very shocked at how yes. they brought yeah. that character back from all those yeah. years ago, but and the, it, the, the way he looked back then, and everything. I you say know this: I mean? it wasn't perfect, but no, it was sure. it was it was right. And sometimes it was cartoony. But my God, since them doing that, 
they have perfected that now. Sure. And that might not have happened. No, for sure, because remember the technique that was used in Tron was one that hadn't been used, the reverse backlit technology that Mm. was used in in Tron. I think where it let... To be fair, where it let it down... tell people what that was, though, Um, because you can't just say that. Reverse backlit... So, basically, the the spectrum, the the colours were kind of inverted. You kind of had this these 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 fluorescent costumes where the colors were kind of inverted on on screen yeah and disney experimented with that yeah and then where the technology was let down i guess was in the grid bug scene mm. okay which you may famously remember when they they crossed towards the mcp cone yeah. and they had the grid bug scene and they did very cartoon uh, they had to use cartoon animation there because yeah, they really yeah. hadn't quite yeah. perfected there was no CGI. There was no yeah, such the thing. Spiders back then. And Absolutely, stuff that we're all, yeah, yeah, we're all yeah. So just showing us what yeah. what geeks, so, I, what geek I really am to so, be talking about grid bugs and stuff like this. So but you, Martin, um, what did you think of Tron, and what is your um, favourite eighties movie? See, I'm the controversial one as well. I'm not a massive fan of Tron. Oh no! Why do you not like it? <laughs> I don't know. I just because I've I, not got Chris here to to to. Explain. I suppose it's because I was never a massive gamer, even when even when I had a little computer and. And I'm mm. sure my brother will remember we you know, we had you know, cartridge things and stuff like that playing playing games, but they were very basic games. Yeah. But you know, I was, it was never that bothered. I was more into like the actual proper films, and, mm. and that was that was more. Yeah, but you didn't time. have much access to that, and that's the problem. Where where I got into these sort of spin-offs, like I played the Tron game because I couldn't watch Tron. I'd seen it at the cinema. It was years away in my head from being like. A, around in a, yeah, a format yeah. that I could watch. Mm. If it turned up on TV, you had to actually watch it sure. when it was on TV. Sure. Um, and then videos came around. And even then, we like, you were buying movies. We couldn't afford it, to be yeah. honest with you. Oh, no, yeah, no. We didn't have a video it in was the house. A, it was a, a symbol of a house that had a good income, certainly. if uh, At the beginning, like the 1980, you know, 81 era you went in a house and they were watching a, a vhs that they'd rented from a video sure. shop um <laughs> yeah they they you'd stay friends and it wasn't blockbuster <laughs> jack yeah. beanstalk oh, do you remember jack beanstalk video i remember jack uh, or some news agents that had to have yeah they used to have them yeah yeah, yeah yeah this is what we did I mean, right. you either have to be, have a good income or you have your father who works so, at rumble service department bring home all these things and, yeah uh, my friend steve wilson was a man his first job leaving school was manager of Rumbelows in Manchester. Mm. Yeah. Rumbelows, we save you money. Oh look, a saving right away on a hot white washing machine. And for your information, the Ferguson Stereo Teletext. The Amstrad Rock Hi-Fi. That'll save a few notes. <laughs> and you'll save on this Philips 22 inch. Get the picture. Oh, the shop video. I could watch that one over and over. This Mattel TV game's got a free soccer cartridge just for kicks. We save you money and serve you right at Rumbelows. There you go. I didn't there. know that. I see you did. That's Wilson. I've got that. a friend that was a manager yeah. of Lasky's. Do you remember that? No, I don't yeah. remember Lasky's. that. Lasky's. Yeah, remember Lasky's. Blimey. That was that was like. So, so anyway, before we right. get to the, the favorite break, movie, the new favorite without a doubt, American World from London. Oh, oh right God, from the start good. of the decade. God, it's good. God, it's good. Cannot be it. And it's just been completely ripped off with the mummy. Yeah. And it has. It has, yes. Why did they do this? What is going um, on? They, they yeah. had an imaginary friend that's back from the dead in that. And it, it was, was just a, Jack It Goodman. was frame for frame almost. It was just... The, the mummy is supposed to launch the dark universe for 
Universal Studios, yeah, right. where they bring back all their old characters, the mummy, the werewolf, Invisible mm-hmm. Man, etc. Dracula. And it's a very, very substandard Tom Cruise vehicle. It's a shame when they do that, isn't it's not it? You good. know, when you, you, yeah. you the, but we're living. I don't. I guess. Do you think we're living in an era where ideas are? But there's so much that's been, been previously done. Currency, Jonathan, you know. Ideas are currency. I mean, well, right they will now, not put uh, their yeah. necks on the line for a yeah. new idea. Mm. Yeah, they won't. They won't put the neck on the line for a new idea. But they'll pump an absolute fortune into a reboot of reboot something, something. Yeah, that sure. gets suggested to him. And it, it, it drives me mad. It, it really is insane. And the money that gets spent on these, you can't, you can't, yeah. you know, at one time, a 20 million pound, I, mean, I don't know what, what the budget was for Tron, for example, but I suspect yeah. 20 to 30 million at the yeah, outside it was, it was very on, cheap, on, on something like that. But in yeah. comparison to now, a movie, if a movie's not, you know, yeah. a, a 280 to 300 odd yeah. million, yeah. you know, 300, 300 million quid, yeah. it's considered not to be yeah. I won't be surprised yeah. if the first tram wasn't sort of two or three million. Oh, yeah. if that it was, it was very, it very, lot, very it? cheap. Yeah. It really was. But, we can probably find that out before the yeah. show's over. Hey. But um, it's it, it's one of them. So are you? You're actually you've got to go go and run off after this break. Oh, you? maybe, so, so, maybe. So are you? Gonna I'm getting very interested. I'm getting very interested in this. Right, well, we might. Sure. We're, we're going to go for a break now, but we'll we'll try and keep him at least for the beginning of the uh, next segment, and then we're going to have a look at what's actually been going on. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Unit Extinction. Sam, have you heard of the Nestines? Who in units hasn't? So that's what we're up against. There's an invasion on the way. One of their energy units has come down in the Gobi. It's imperative that you recover it and return it to London. If this is what we think it is, a swarm leader, it could hold valuable information on the Nestines' plans. How long have we got? The main body of Nestine spheres could reach the Earth within the next 24 hours. Bear in mind you may not be alone. Because it went so far off course, it's unlikely the Nestines had anyone nearby, but they're bound to be looking for it. Big Finish. We love stories. Starburst Magazine, issue 438. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. This is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And on the break, we've been arguing over lots of 80s TV shows and news shows and all the rest. We managed to keep Mr. Jonathan Thompson hey. for another half hour. Hello. Which is good. Yep. So, so that's good. So he says, controversial statement, just before we went back live. Game of Thrones is boring. No, I said it became... Now. Now, yeah. Now, I yes. I said it okay. became, for me, I'm saying, I'm sure that people are going to disagree left, left, right and centre. Well, that's what we but want. I, we want you know, controversy, but, but the, thing, the thing is, for me, yes, yes, for me, I got into it and started and, uh, da, 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 and then Joffrey and, that, and all of that. And then, for me, I started getting a bit bored with it. And why? that was me. To, why, though? I just, I don't know. Why? It just and you know you stopped people and I stopped, but you, then, you know from but I withdrew from it. Maybe yeah. there was but, a bit not enough withdrawing. Yeah, I know. But I know. you know, I think a, a, a million, a billion other people the world over would disagree, of course, and that's fine. Oh, um, people! You know. There is this is one of them shows where I love to kick stuff like this, where it's the emperor's new suit of clothes, and there's a show or a movie, and everybody's going on about it, and I see lots of flaws. 
and I love to point them out and go, what are you saying? What are you doing about this? Game of Thrones has, has been uh, a weird one. Every single time I've started to lose interest, they've Something managed to happens. drag me back yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, I've got to say, it, so. the most, uh, and I'll make a controversial statement, I think the last year of the show, this last year, was the best. It was the most consistently watchable season of the show because every single episode gave you something. Like the year before, you had it lots meandered. of... It meandered the year before. It and I was think that's why this... Boring. That's it when I stopped. Really the good. truth yeah. is, yeah. I haven't watched the, the latest... You know, it was, right. it was that time. So Joffrey died and you tuned out. Truth. Yeah. Not yeah. Just, yeah. just straight away, but it was, but it was no, just... No. You know, but that well, was for me. I thought Joffrey was one of the best TV villains Ooh, you've truth, ever I had. think it was too soon. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, well, I thought it was really underwhelming mm. that he just gets and poisoned. And that was it. And yeah. that's it, done. I thought that he would... Because uh, I've not read the books. My, I say my son yep. Joe has read them, and he says to me, bloody hell, if you like this. And he was reading these before it became a TV show, and he kept going on, going, Dad, these are amazing, these books. And I went, okay. And then uh, when it came to TV, he watched it, and he's enjoying it, but he said, you know what? These books have a lot more. Well, they always, but isn't yeah. that always yeah. the case, though? You I know, know but, if the Harry Potter books, do they yeah. not have more than, yeah. you know what but, I mean? But, it's, but it's... he told me one plot line that I think they were insane to leave out of the TV show, but I don't know whether I can say it now. But for, have they killed they're off the not, people? They're not going to do it now. Right, right. So I am absolutely certain. So I'll right. say it then. Yeah, right, okay. The Red Wedding, right. You saw that one, Jonathan. That was brutal, wasn't it? The Red Wedding, where they, they, they literally Rob Stark's dead, his mother, the, 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 his wife, the, the, the baby that she was carrying was stabbed oh, in yeah, the stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Horrible, yeah, horrible. Nice, you know, yeah, that yeah. was really... And it does that well, where you're going on and you're thinking, oh, well, this person won't die. Like, mm-hmm. you're watching The Walking Dead. And they Dead just went and blitzed it. Yeah, and they just mm-hmm. went... And, you were, and people were watching it going, oh, my God, what's going on? Well, in the books, which they've not done, you know, the mother... That, that at the end gets a throat yeah, cut. Yeah, cut, yeah, cut. yeah. Right. Um, that pack of people that are wandering around uh, with the Brothers Without a Banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's the guy who used to be, um, oh, God, what's his name now? The uh, interviewer. But he was a joke uh, for BBC. Dennis oh, Pennis. Dennis Pennis, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. 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 Um, and he's playing... Paul, Paul somebody. Yeah, and he's playing Brother Without a Banner. They, they, they was like... Um, a band of them and they're wandering around yeah and um yeah basically they it turns out pluck her dead body from the river go to this priestess and resurrect her and she becomes a um you know this massively sadistic villain in it yeah and she's lady stoneground or something like that yeah and um and she then directs them into the acts of revenge that are currently being taken out by the youngest daughter. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that would have been amazing. And if you could imagine an episode like the end of the season where, oh, my God, who's this bad guy? And then it turns around and it's her. Yeah. And she's got the slit throat, but she's alive. Mm. Are you with me? Mm. She's very grey. That that would have been good. That sounded amazing, and they've missed it out of the uh, TV show so far. I don't think they're going to put her in it. Yeah. I just can't see it. But you know, there's been other shocks. 
they brought people back after a couple of series. Yeah, but they've stuck to the book and they haven't with us. They've they've actually taken bits that she did and put it on other characters. So, right, yeah. And so, they yeah. Have the, now they are sort of like all bets yeah. are off. But, but yeah. I tell you, one things. thing I will say is yeah. a bit like, I don't know, a bit like when J.K. Rowling wrote the Harry Potter book that was so yeah. different. There was so, it was yeah. a visionary, if you know what I mean, to, to, for, the, for the kids and stuff. Game yeah. of Thrones quite clearly, yeah, yeah on the, the other side of, of, of the coin, has become an iconic series. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no, they can't, so, you can't take that away from it. And yes, of course, I watched oh, yeah. it until yeah. that point. Yeah. You but, know, but, um, but did so. you like Harry Potter? Um, yeah, to be, to be honest, I did. I, um, I had some I, issues I, with And I watched, uh, yes, there is. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree, think certain things are taken for certain things, but I did, if I'm honest, I found it um the the as the um the different as as each episode went on and each each uh, as each movie I should say went on, um I watched them, you know, mm. I can't deny it. Um I, would I watch them all again? Possibly. You know, I mean that's mm. but that's me, that's my my take on it. I just found that you know, it will it will go down as yeah. a as an iconic piece of writing, and it's got a legacy that will continue. Yeah. And 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 you know, that's me. That's, that's, that's go it. on, Martin. Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. Not a massive fan. Oh no. I'm glad the books are out there, <laughs> and I'm glad to get kids reading. Yeah. That's that's. Do you not think it's got kids back into this generation or the generation since Potter, which is probably I don't know, is it a decade now? Mm. The last decade. More, back yeah. into a time when when print media, when books were really kind of dying a death. Absolutely, really, I, think it's, well, I think there's always been a certain element of of kids' literature that we don't get, you know, yeah, yeah. because it's not meant for well, us. Well, like Twilight. Well, even before that, I, it, I don't get that. Well, for younger people, you know, the the I yeah. don't I can't even. We used to have Edith Blyton. And, yeah, you know, sure, yeah. Famous Five and yeah. all that and, sort of And there's thing. always sort yeah. of things like that that are, are gauged for the younger audience. Yeah. Cider with Laurie, no, you know, and, and all of that. Yeah. You know, but, so, um, but this was like like their gateway into our world almost. Mm. So so that's, that's good. If it's mm. good. If it's good to bridge that gap, then it's... It's weird because I started watching the... Um, I started to watch the uh, Harry Potter films and then the second one, I thought, oh, this is great because it's like it's like um, a British movie. It it felt very British mm-hmm. and it was great. And then and then it goes on and on and on and on and on and it it, it just sort of bored me. And then the last one, the uh, the one before the last, because they split the last book into two movies and uh, Deathly Hallows. I watched the first part at the uh, on a plane. And on a plane, right, this is my thing. If a movie bores me on a plane, that's terrible because it's got my complete attention. I'm not doing anything else. That's it. The second um, part of it, I absolutely thought was great. And me and Chris watched it with a smelly woman in the showcase (laughs) cinema in Manchester in front that had not washed her hair for ages and there was this weird reek of 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 unwashed hairy oiliness <laughs> that was coming oh it was sickening yeah and we still enjoyed the film and I don't know if rewatching them that I'm going to get anything out of it I'm, I'm willing that, to do that it. smell maybe that smell is will take you back there maybe, I was an IMAX, yeah. I'm an IMAX fan. if I'm going to see a movie yeah that's a, a you know a huge movie and it's yeah. got and it's been made on IMAX format. That's where I want to see it. You know, yeah. I want to experience. A lot of the them full... were not made on IMAX. The, the last one I think was, but the but the, no, they weren't. The, 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 mm. Everything else wasn't. 
And a lot of the films that they show in IMAX are not actually mm. filmed in, on IMAX film anymore. Really? I did not they, know they that. Just, they're just upscaled. No, I they did aren't. Not and that's that. it. Well, a lot of 3D conversions, you get a movie that's filmed in 3D, mm. like uh, The Walk, yeah? Also, um, oh, God, what's the one out of space? Sandra Bullock. Uh, Gravity. Gravity. Oh, gra- yeah. did you see that? That, that was amazing. On, I'm, I just yeah, could not. Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly, the opening sequence to dizzying, that. It was dizzying. It was Did yeah, you see it yeah, on IMAX? Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I've never, now, I honestly now, have never seen anything like that. Can I say, at home, if you watch 3D at home with the, the full setup, mm. which isn't that expensive. It's yeah, just I've got that. Blue I've got the cinema yeah, and all yeah, that lot. Yeah, and yeah. and um, I've got to say, sometimes it looks so much better at home than it does on because the cinema. Because you, you can tailor yeah. it to your eyes. You yeah. can tailor but it to the mind. distance. But gravity, Come on, that yeah, was IMAX used, for, for, yeah, for you it, know, it used 3D in an intelligent way to uh, entertain. And, and you've got so many movies where they don't all they it. do is they've got a ping pong ball that they bat See, out of the screen. I prefer 3D to just be that. I yeah. don't want mm. all this bollocks about it all. Now. Mm. Yeah, but it's because immersive, though. I trans- mean, for me, I mean, Transformers. The, right, I've got to say. It was all over. Yeah. Me. When the I was what? watching that on, on IMAX, yeah. Well, yeah, it was yeah. literally, yeah. the scenes were all over the place. I mean, yeah. eyes were lying No, off, no, just, of course, but, you know. but, but that's the problem with IMAX. <clears throat> you can sit closer or further back. It does affect your experience mm. in an IMAX cinema. And the, um, I've got to say that the, like, the walk, for example, you are very much taken into that story, and it's so much better in 3D. Is it, yeah. is it, is it, it's really good. It's a very cool story. It's a real story about a guy who was obsessed with higher wire walking, and he saw the, the Twin Towers, and he broke in, and it's like a heist movie, and a lot of people have said, oh, it's not that great, whatever. Well, you know what? I think the story's great. And I think that the movie is very, very good at telling that story. And in 3D, watching it, you are on the edge of the Twin Towers, looking down, you feel the same way. You know, I was sat with people who were literally get, get, grabbing onto the seats watching it. It was great, you know. And that's the, uh, watch that's the problem. We, we have a uh, raft of emails come in, and one Mr. Paul Mount Hello, is now delivering a revised opinion on Doctor Who because I've been watching what 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 Mount has been yeah. saying about Who and I've got to say I wasn't looking forward to the new season of Doctor Who and then he watched the first episode and I read on Facebook what he said and I went right I'm going to watch it right now and, and got stuck in I was away when it started mm. and then I came back and um, yeah I have agreed with him on pretty much every level where he said, this is great. Yeah, they finally got Capaldi, a character. Um, he is great, you know, brilliant. Uh, so he's saying now, and, you know, backstory, this weekend seems to have not gone down well with a lot of people on Saturday night. So he says, now completely bored with Doctor Who, the current season started out as something of an improvement on the dire ninth series from 2015, but it's just not built up any momentum or real excitement, and the bloody Monk trilogy just killed its own dead. It looks like a uh, a bit cheap and undernourished now, not helped by the fact that Mr. Moffat prefers to focus on young on on people uh, yapping at one another in rooms rather than anything spectacular. I had to be physically restrained after seeing the My Name's Doctor Who bit in the trailer for the next episode, and it's unlikely 
that uh, I will watch it. Um, last week, the show had 2.89 million viewers. Oh, my God. Is that really right, Paul? Really? 2.89 million viewers? That that was... Oh, my God. It got canned with Sylvester McCoy. With more than that. Midweek. Not on Saturday night. You've got to be kidding me. Please email me. Is that absolutely um, bang on the money? Uh, we've fallen a long way from the giddy heights of Russell T and David Tennant. Frankly, I'm amazed the BBC seems to have a five-year plan for the future of the series. Chris Chibnall has got a mountain to climb to breathe new life into this tired dinosaur. How's that for a string of mixed metaphors? <laughs> See you. So uh, that's that. Loss says, hi, Mike. What have I missed this year? What, what I have missed this year, sorry is a really good, straightforward, thought-provoking sci-fi film. Yes, been one or two, but I am talking something special. Or do you think that cannot happen now? It's just all green screen. No, I believe that movies, no matter what you're expecting, there will always be somebody that does something great. I am very disappointed to see stuff like, um, you know, shit like Alien Covenant with, you know, where he's done a movie all them years ago that was amazing and mm. now no. uh, and now no, he's, he's, he's mm. not using models he's Shame. using CGI mm. the ship looks, it just doesn't look doesn't right, look does real it, doesn't know, look real is it, it but do we have this conversation Mike about Star Wars you know when ships got blown well, up I'd were like, I'd like blown to up, have that conversation because you know? we got five minutes and I'd love to have do you know what I mean I'm sorry to say you know, that 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 you know, you're absolutely right with Alien, Alien yeah. Covenant. You look at it and you think it is CGI. It doesn't look. And I'm not saying that we we're, we're all experts on what on what ships getting blown up look like for real. No. But we like to see no. real explosions, real fire, real you know stuff that that you think you know what I can I can believe that that's actually exploding. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh and yeah, you didn't get that. I you didn't get that. I agree. You know, um, um, Jeff. Jeff Runciman has uh, emailed in with a very, um, ooh, this is a contentious one, this. Um, thought I might as well email in. Is Starburst the biggest best-selling mag? Regards, Jeff. Whoa, so I many. That's uh, a rhetorical question. Well, at the end of the day, here's the thing. We have been around since 1977. They, we started off the only company that was covering Star Wars. We had the amazing Deskin, who is the yeah, the UK Stanley on board. We've gone on, and there's been eras where the mag's not done well. It's not been great, and then it's come back. It's like a TV show that's run a long time, you know? Um, are we the best-selling? Well, clearly not, because the best-selling mag is Heat. And I'm not saying that we're selling more magazines. Should we than be saying in the genre of yeah. the in, best in, mag in, in the genre? Yeah, of. in TV movie terms, we are a very well respected and well selling magazine that is on the shelves we're all the over three. the UK. Yeah, and we are we do our best. Now you know if if like I say the question best selling mag. Well, oh, I don't know. How can you ever be that? I mean, we're not going to put a load of celebrities shitting on their uh, bedroom floor on on oh, the uh, you know. That and, would be the best. Yeah, we, with this stuff, we don't. I know my brother would buy that. Sci-fi oh, well, celebrities, you mean? There yeah. you go. <laughs> well, I'm Sci-fi just saying. Shits. You know, I mean, it's, it's difficult. No, we're not the best-selling magazine in the world, but in our sandbox, 
We're doing very well. Thank you very much. And I'd like to say doing very well because of the people that listen to this show buying the magazine. Otherwise, we'd be absolutely nothing. Now, Jules is uh, emailing in and said, any news yet on uh, Luke's Valerian film? Now, personally, I... I just, I, I'm not excited about watching that. Also, he's saying Game of Thrones was just amazing from day one and will be classic TV for the next 50 years. And I I think I'm going to get behind Jules on that. I do yep. think it's going to be very, very well remembered in years to come. I think that people will, it has changed TV. It's changed the sexual aspect, the, what violence you can get, the fact that you can tell a really long story arc for, for a crazy amount of time. It takes no prisoners. You cannot watch episode three without watching episode one or two. Yeah. You can't... You, they, and it, even if you have, you still get puzzled. Yeah, and no, forget you, who it is you can't. You can't do it. Now, um, as for Valerian... Well, yeah, we, 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 we've got a... a we've, a preview of it in the, the latest issue online. Yeah, we have. We've got it. Sale, so yeah, and, uh, and you can and read it, about it in Starburst magazine issue uh, number four three eight. There you go. Because I was on four three seven in my head, so that's yeah, good. And I'm on four three nine because that's the one we're working. I know. I I, I get that <laughs> so, as well. So, um, but no, I I've got to say from my perspective, I think that that movie is gonna be a bag of. Shite. It's going to be Jupiter ass ending. Yeah, yeah. It it really will be. It's it's that every year there's a well-meaning, big budget sci-fi movie that just sucks, and mm. and I think that's it. So and it's not a well-enough known property. No. no. So, uh, but we've got a few minutes to break. So, Jonathan, Star Wars. How's, how's it all been then? Uh, Star what Wars. Um, Star Wars is very important to Mr. It's very Jonathan important Thompson. to me because yes. I'm sure that to anybody that, that doesn't know, I, I actually, the, the, my, my business vehicle um, of National Arcade Hire, just to put that in there, hello. Um, basically, no, 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 no. Um, tell everybody we, I, where you I can became, get in touch. Tell everybody how you can get in you touch. Can you can go to www.nationalarcadehire.com. Yeah? That trips off the Or sci-fi-machines.com. Com, okay. Slightly better. And I, I've been very lucky. Star Wars has been, I would say, very, very good to me in my sort of whole TV media career because I've been very lucky in the fact that I've been able to do quite a lot of, of Star Wars conventions where people will book me on the Star Wars circuit, on the uh, Comic Con circuit, with the arcade games if people have ever been and seen them. Um, currently we've got, um, as part of the Matt Fox called the may the toys be instead of maybe the force be with you what a good title may the toys be with you um which is a yeah, uh, traveling exhibition have you seen the matt fox um no. uh, uh, exhibition well basically I matt has got I've a been massive working, Jonathan. oh fair yeah. enough right Sorry. okay then so i, I, I <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but i i'm very lucky that talkie museum at the moment have got one of my um one of the most iconic pieces the cockpit arcade game that we spoke about um, earlier on display there so anybody that wants to go and, and that is actually um, a travelling um, uh, exhibition that goes around the country to various museums and into Europe and, it, and I, I'm, I'm honoured to be honest to the whole Star Wars kind of legacy as it were for helping me 
you know with my my life's work really with the with the games so yeah that's uh, that's it you know but we were, we were speaking about new star wars the new star wars yeah okay. how's it going for you um then? i'm yeah, not because it was over you, wasn't it it was over uh, yeah, it was lucas over. had that said right i'm done yeah i've done the prequels and then disney... some people didn't like it yeah. i personally loved them I and i really them. i yeah. loved the revenge of the sith i thought that was the uh that was great i didn't that, mind them but we're talking you know, about cgi okay and yeah, we're talking know, about obviously you, in the 70s yeah, industrial light and magic blah 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 yeah you know and when a spaceship model blew up it really was an controlled explosion know, all those things I know, right but but at the end of the day my my problem was lucas had every bloody right to do the prequels any way he wanted and true, the only true. grief that's come has been from fans who feel so let down and they can't get their heads around and the it, characters right? some of the yeah. characters and so on i, I know think, i if, get it yeah. if i'm honest right but revenge honest, of the sith is a great it's movie. a great movie it's shakespearean yeah. the latest movies yeah and and i'm and, and, and you know disney has been i've been very great good to me in in in, in what they've allowed me to do with, oh with for the god's sake don't but, don't you say that on this show yeah and but, then if you say anything no positive, I'm not. I'm now we're all gonna I am, think I am you're, absolutely gonna say oh right yeah you, because you say you painted an image enjoy, where you're, no, a, no, 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 you're no. a disney bitch nope not at all right i'm gonna okay. say it. i'm gonna say it yes i said what well, i said whilst disney have been very good to me yeah i've got yes. to say that for me yeah the character i did not leave the last movies thinking I have got strong characters in there. I just didn't. And that was for me. You know, you I think see. of Lord Vader, you think of yeah. the, the Emperor Palpatine, you think of all of those from from our childhood. And we absolutely, the they are very, imprinted. They're, in, two, they are. they're two very different movies. You though. are absolutely and, right. And, and, and it might... But I oh, do God, feel that when I, I was looking at the, the movies, I was looking at the plot and thinking, do you know what? I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here before. Well, now yeah, it's just yeah, a more polished yeah, yeah. version of where in some yeah. in, in and you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just going to say that the Return of the Jedi, the um, uh, George Lucas got a fair bit of grief for having another Death Star. Now, right. now, if you actually think about life, if you've got something that's a killing machine that's going to solve all your problems and then it gets destroyed, mm. what do you do? Well, build you another build one. another one. Yeah, it, it is actually yeah, human yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I think it's a stretch that years later, yes. in 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 Force Awakens, that mm. they go, yeah, that was a, that that was tried twice, yes, and it didn't work. Absolutely. So why are we you, doing it? Why again? Are doing it again? And I, I, this is what yeah. I got. I felt to myself, and everybody in that in that in that cinema, yeah, yeah went to see it on IMAX. Did all yeah. that fabulous, right? Yeah, Absolutely no, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, brilliantly done. But yeah. I felt plot. Is this? Have we been here before? Oh, no, yeah, it was Another the greatest film. hits film. But, but it just it showed you everything. It you showed wanted you everything. To see. But, you wanted to but, see. but yeah. the one that, that that doesn't annoy me as much as as the next one because mm. the first one, I got it. Mm. I totally got why everybody was. Uh, you know, they they were desperate for some new Star Wars and people that had been turned off by the prequels. You had a promise of oh, come and see this we're gonna make everything right for you and they did star wars by focus group Mm -hmm. they literally went right everything that everybody's moaned about yeah online Mm -hmm. we're going to address and they did do that but here we go uh what about the reincarnation mike it lacked of of, of, um Peter Cushing's oh, character. We've, we've talked about uh, this. Oh, we're about to move on. We're, we're doing... No, right. we're doing uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now yeah. I'm about 
to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Right. We covered I, that in the I then. had some problems with The Force I Awakens, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And and it it felt like a Star Wars movie True. at least. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So so then 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 I move away from that. And then the uh, we're on to the second movie now. And and they have spent an amount of money on it, this franchise. Like in you, actuality, it's not the second one. It's the first of it's, of these stories. Yes, of course it yeah. is. Yes, but, but I'm it, saying it, that they've spent a phenomenal amount of money. On yeah, it. yeah. Financially, um, Disney have, have laid out a huge amount of money, oh, and sure. then what are they going to do? So we get the first movie, and it's the greatest hits. Mm. Yeah, the second movie. Is literally all about the Death Star. True. So then you yep. go, okay, yep. fine, yep. we'll move forward. And then you go, what, what, what about the characters? Mm. And the characters weren't that great. No, they, they weren't. And and then you've got lots of opportunities to get, do some character development when the shooting and the fighting's going on. And you have long drawn out periods where the characters in the movie <laughs> are just shooting and fighting. Can I- now, now, can I bring you back to the original Star Wars? Um, the 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 absolute. Um, template for this, which is genius, is they've escaped, um, they've busted Princess Leia out of jail, they're trapped in the uh, corridor, and then uh, they're all shooting back at the stormtroopers, and everybody's quipping back at each other. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're all quick, quipping back, and those comments told you who these people sure. were. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in Rogue One, you didn't know who anybody was Absolutely. or why anybody was yeah, doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then and they were all and can I say, boy, a stormtrooper's easy to knock out. <laughs> My I God, know. tell me about it. My I God, know. I know, it, I know. it was like mm. it was like a cartoon, wasn't it? For me, okay, for me. My, my issue that I had um, coming back to to the start of the the new sort of Disney, thing, the Kylo Ren unmasking, and mm. for me, what did it with the original Star Wars was that there was this air of of, of, of uh, you know, the, the, who was Darth Vader? You know, what was inside? All yeah. this, so this as a kid watching that, complex character. Just it was complex. This it was over. Yeah. Click your fingers. There but, he is, the master. And you but, think to yourself, hang on a minute, I don't want to see. But you know, I'd give him a pass on a that. young lad under that. I'd, 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 I'd give him a pass. I'd give him a pass if 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 they at least stuck to that. I right. mean, I mean, the point is, you want it to be relatable. They that was all about that final scene where Han Solo mm. looks in the eyes of his son. Yeah. And that was all it was all about. But mm. I just didn't buy a lot of stuff that went on. And mm. when you uh, briefly mentioned um, Peter Cushing, mm. I grew up with that guy mm. on TV. I know all his facial text mannerisms. And then when I hear people going, oh, my God, it was just like he was there. No. Yeah. No, no. There was an amazing moment where he did some orders and you saw his reflection on the glass screen, and, that was... and you went, oh, that's cool, mm-hmm. isn't it? Great. And then it pulled back, and then he went, and this is the bit where we're supposed to go, oh, no, Peter Cushing is alive again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't, was no, he? No. He wasn't. It was a bit it's A creepy. bit like the advert that they do at the at the moment on yeah. about the, is it is it the... Um... Oh, God. Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Right. And we, they play Audrey and on and on and on and on. And it was that kind yeah. of a moment. Yeah. And it you was. think, no, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah. I'm not. Now, at know. the end, everybody, everybody, the, the weird thing is, I'm reading um, accounts of this movie and people are going, oh, well, it was all right, <coughs> except for the rubbish cameo with uh, Carrie Fisher at the end as Princess Leia. And I'm like, wow, that was literally 
two or three seconds long, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You didn't have time to scrutinise. You didn't have time to do whatever. I totally accepted I that, that she that. was... Yeah, that was fine. I, I bought that. That was Princess Leia at the end. That worked. Yeah. You tried to show off with your CGI, with mm. uh, your and it fake didn't, it didn't work that. Didn't to be work. honest, because In my opinion, even now, I don't think that the technology... Whilst we are very powerful and we spend millions of pounds on this and that and the other, it yeah. is clearly difficult. You yeah, know? we've no, gone we've gone completely away from the days of the abyss and and, and you know and all of the the start sure. of it away from the yeah. the famous what is it um, uh, uh, the, the morphing techniques the that we use the flight of the, yeah, flight yeah, of the yeah, navigator yeah, 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 even yeah. right so yeah. we're, we're away from that yeah. right. Do you know what? You you have always reminded me of if I was going to uh, choose one of my friends, yeah. And and turn them into the flight of the navigator computer. Aye, it would aye, be aye, you. Aye, aye, aye. Thank you very you. much. Yeah, because you you would be that. Yeah, that annoying computer character. <laughs> that would be you. Thank you. That's very. Kind. I mean it in a, a very personal, <laughs> you know, way. I don't mean it in bad. Compliance. Anyway, indeed. Oh, it's a good film. Anyway, we've got to go for a break now. So are you back for the next 20 minutes? Yeah, I think so. You know, you get to a stage where I've enjoyed it that much. What's another 20 minutes? Finally. In the sweltering heat. Yep. (laughs) Stockholm Syndrome has kicked in. Starburst Radio. The show that sometimes remembers to bring you some of the latest genre news and reviews. Until they get distracted. Trapped. 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 They're trapped in a whirlpool of shrieking fear from the most fiendish idea ever conceived by the human brain. The Brainiac! And it has a friend. She was beautiful, desirable, and not altogether human. The curse of the crying women! Together they will trap you in a world of horror. But if you live through it, <laughs> you will never forget. The Brainiac and the Curse of the Crying Women. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make total film look like rubbish. Embrace the alternative. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've got lots of emails. And um, how do I begin? Now, Gilbert F. says, Only four days until Preacher returns. Now, that's a TV series far better than Game of Overactors. Hey. <laughs> it's a very good show, it's got to be said. Jeff Runciman saying, you knew what I meant by my comment. However, you can't buy the mag in Lincoln. So, do you know what, Jeff? I get it. We failed on that one. We need to conquer Lincoln. But, yeah, I did I did know what you meant anyway. But, just going to say, we, we are the uh, we're close to being the best-selling sort of genre mag, but we do need people like you to sort of rearrange the magazines in uh, WH Smiths. Yeah. Uh, when you get it in Lincoln, can you sort of shuffle it to the front and put SFX behind us, yeah? And, and we're uh, bigger now, so we should be at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are they? Exactly. Exactly, you are they. Exactly. So, so, 
Only Rare good enough M. to drink milk. Exactly. Somebody's brother, Russ, oh. is saying, where do I get Celeb Scat Weekly? Or is that Heat Magazine? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. Yeah, oh, and my answer to the question uh, Mounties just said, yep, 2.89 million for last week's Doctor Who. Now, admittedly, it was a boiling hot night and figures were right down across the board, but the show's been struggling week on week and the last handful of episodes have all posted lowest ever ratings numbers with last week's the lowest ever. The final figure will be higher, of course, but even the catch-up figures are down this week. The show used to add 2 million or more after a week's catch-up. Now it's lucky if it can pull an extra 1.5 million. Last week, we'll probably finish up with about 4.5 million if it's lucky. Basically, it's now hemorrhaging its audience. I've got to say right now that it doesn't surprise me because where a lot of people have said to me, and, and you may get this, Mounty, if you if you get where I'm coming from, a lot of people did not they loved the first Star Trek movie with Abrams. And then they went to see um, Star Trek Into Darkness. And even though the reviews were terrible, we all thought it wasn't really great and it was a nightmare, it still did okay at the box office. And my view on this is yeah it's not the one after you know you know you get the one that's really bad you pay the price on the the movie that's coming up and star trek beyond was way better than the second one way better than star trek into darkness and it dropped off a cliff because people saw the second one and went nah i'm all right i'm good thank you very much and i've got to say this year of doctor who is suffering because last year was so fucking mind-numbingly bad. And that's it. It was terrible last year. And I don't care what anybody's got to say about that. I don't care about the people that love the last episode or the whatever episode. It sucked massive donkey balls last year. And that is why it's struggling right now to get an audience. Because people have heard it all before, seen it all before. They don't care. They've watched a shit show going downhill. And if some people like us, they were the and, and let's have it right, we're the few that are left watching it, are going, no, 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 honestly, this last year, this is much better, you know. They're not going to listen to us. And finally, Denj has emailed in. And boy, we went to great lengths to uh, avoid you and lose you. I can't believe that you've come back. Jesus Christ, it's our super troll. Yeah, uh, Denge, and he says, "I am back, you wankers. Who is the new knob? Sounds like a posh ass bandit. Oh, hello. He is I'm wank R2 as well." D2. Hello. Yep, Jonathan Denge. Denge isn't a fan. Hello, I'm glad that you like me. Yep, thank you. And the only thing that we've got going for us is he, <laughs> he hates uh, he hates Jonathan more. Yeah. There well, we go. you know, this is a great. This is this is a fabulous thing. I love it. It's making us look really good. Indeed. So, yeah, Doctor Who, though, Martin, quickly. Quickly. It's, I've, I've been enjoying it, but not necessarily really, really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this week's, I wasn't down on it as much as most people, but I think it's it had a lot, boring, of, though, it? a lot of problems with it. It's a bit it's boring. Boring, I wouldn't I'm say. Not even going to it's bored me. I couldn't be asked watching it. No, I, I wouldn't say it was boring, but it just didn't, uh, the characters weren't developed enough. Is it yeah. not a victim of 
a once what 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 is it now? Not so faded grandeur, yeah. Of just generally that that much wow. that there is so much that's been done storyline wise. Yeah. That is their mileage to go to go further. And His that, ratings and, and that's were problem. were astounding only <clears throat> like four or five years ago. Hmm. But the um, writing was better then. I mean, I'm yeah, no doctor. I, fan I at feel all it was to, to be analytical with it, but I'm analytical with franchises or with things that were once. Have you watched it, though? Um, no, 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 honestly, no. Okay. I'm, but I, I, I've not Yeah, wa- but that's I'm, a problem, it, though, isn't it? It no, hasn't it appealed to it, you. It hasn't appealed to me. It finished yeah. for me, if I'm honest, at the, the David Tennant and the Matt Smiths, and all, that, that's it. I didn't. I right. didn't. I honestly didn't go on beyond that. Now right. I feel a lot know. of people felt like that as well. So Truth yeah. for sure, and I'm a great especially, fan of Russell T. Yeah. You know? Especially the younger yeah. audience, yeah. because they they can't relate to an older doctor. No, I know that, that's sad um, because he's a greater actor. You know? He's a greater actor with 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 material that is variable, mm. and it is variable. There's it's a bit like very, certain politicians, but I'm not going to go there. No, no, no. Well, we can't you do know. that. No, can we, you no, know. no. Um, but but, um, but I don't know, Matt. But I'm, I think that we're in, you know, we're in 2017, indeed. and there's been a lot, not just with Doctor Who. When you look at, at things that were once considered iconic series that were once, and they, they come back, they have a reboot, they have a reboot, and it's badly done. Yeah, I think that Very you've got to sometimes. get the writing really, really on the button, or you've got a, a problem ever getting the audience back because yeah. we're not in the days of let's all tune in and sit down and watch Doctor, Doctor Who or watch particularly. You can oh, you've yeah. got all yeah. kinds of manners of, of watching but things things now, haven't you? And so a lot of Doctor Who fans <clears throat> use this though. They go, "Well, it's not more. It's not struggling it's in real not, terms. Yeah, know, but in real terms, yeah." <laughs> In real terms, oh, we've no, got. In real terms, what you'll find is yeah. we've got all these numbers that are, you know, people. Yeah, I mean, that dog was watching it in the car. Yeah, it's, I've just read, a load, it's just a load of nonsense. I've read mm. Who fans that are going, well, you know, you can't. You've got to add in an amount for people that are going to watch it on Blu-ray or DVD in a couple of years' time. No, never go, why? Why have you got to add that? No, it's not. It's It's not doing well, and that's the end of it. No, it's not. And, and um, you know, and it's a shame because. You know, it was up. It's up. It was up there with all. With with with. with, with it still is one of the most iconic, you know, series that, that ever it, came out of the BBC. But, I mean, it, was, it was one of the most successful comebacks in TV history. It it was dead. It had gone. They mm, came back, mm. and you had Russell T Davis sure. and Christopher Eccleston. They came back, put that show on, and it was right in the top ten. But it's a proof Straight of the away. writing. It's a proof of the material. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? If you've not wrong. got a decent tailor, then you're not yeah. going to have a great suit. No, End well, of story. Well, and that's where you're at. Yeah, well, something's it? clearly wrong, you know, and, mm. and that's it. So before we've got uh, five, six minutes to go, so uh, news burst? Or yeah, last one, a news burst. Headlines only. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Watchmen TV series. Boom. Oh. Uh, mm. Saw Legacy is now called Jigsaw. Boom. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. Uh, my brother mentioned the uh, the Han Solo debacle. The yeah. Han Solo movie. Well, we maybe chat about that after this. Yeah. yeah. F- Phil Lord, Chris Miller have departed that. And, yeah. Uh, Rumor is that they might have the looking at Ron Howard and Loris Kazdan. Yep. Bigger names, but that mean anything's going to be any better. Uh, Discovery's coming out now, September yep. 24th. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, Helen Lyon Curran's. Film Delicacy is going to be online on Friday. Yeah, well there we go, and we will uh, we'll push that because it's a great film. It is. If you've not seen it, it's a great Alan short film is a really great 
filmmaker it's, it, and it's, it's a won, crack it's as well. It's won five awards when it's done all the festivals. It's been yep. nominated numerous times everywhere. Yep. So you need to watch great this. Little, uh, great little shot. Lovely horror film. So we've got that. Um, yeah. Uh, so oh, oh, and there's the other one as well. Oh, go on. uh, the doing Dracula on TV from the team behind Sherlock. Yeah, it is. It's uh, Moffat and Gatus, Gatus, whatever. They're only on board in the writing so. capacity, apparently. Yeah. They're not yeah. showrunning or anything. So. I I don't think that'll be any good. And and I have seen people online going, oh, people will be dead discriminatory about it because it's from those guys. And no, I think people will watch it and they'll either enjoy it or not. I I feel the uh, also the Star Wars debacle is no surprise to me. Uh, Disney bought the rights to Star Wars and instead of going, we'll do a new trilogy, you know, one one movie every three years, we'll do whatever, then maybe do a few spin-offs, then do whatever, they decided, no, we're going to have a movie. Every Literally year. Every, every year. year. Yeah. So, so I'm saying, sorry, this is what you're going to get. These guys were doing their best with a Han Solo prequel sort of origin story and you've got creative differences. Well, I wonder what they are, because it's clearly going to be that, that Disney have got... That Disney don't want talent. Disney don't want um, the J.J. Abrams or no, anybody... to knock them out quickly. Yeah. That's really commercial. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, get, yeah, get the yeah. toys sold. And that's it's a it. shame because yeah. it's diluting what the pure, you know, the purity what the, what the of it is. and, and, and yeah. all of that. And I, that's what I think. Yeah. It's a massive. Um, shame. But whilst I do look, you know, I love you know. what other things that Disney do. I think that you've really got to err on the side. I'd be erring on the side of caution with the Star Wars franchise. I really would. Mm. But I mean, there we go. Um, if you want to tell them stories, you tell them in the comics, you tell them in books, you tell them on cartoons if they yeah, wanted to do that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you know, they don't need to be making a, a film about them. No, I, I feel that this movie, like I say, it's entered development hell officially now because it, it's got no people uh, on board. No one's directed it. Yeah, and, and, and that, that is a massive problem. I think it's only to be expected. I just think that they bought this thing and wanted a return. And that's it. They've turned Star Wars into a business transaction where you've got to do stuff and and, and you've got to appease people. And I've got to say, The Force Awakens, as much as I do like watching it and I've enjoyed it, I love BB-8 and there's lots of characters in it that are great. The new characters, it... It, it didn't take any risks. And if you thought that was playing it safe, Rogue One was even worse at that. Because Rogue One was like Star Wars bingo. <laughs> it just <laughs> That's was. That's a different way of putting it. But yeah, yeah, actually, it I, was, I get, I get it was, that. It was crazy. You sat there that. going, oh, look it at was, these it was, walkers. And they did all, all, all this lot. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Shuhan stuff mm. is yeah. what put us off that mm. film. Yeah, mm. and, uh, and that's it. But I have, I have heard people that have literally been gushing about that film, saying, this is the best Star Wars movie ever. It's a great war film, but yeah. you don't need all that other stuff in so, it. So, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's weird, isn't it? So, what are they going to do? I I have no bloody idea at this point. I I just think... Maybe the Force will be strong with them. Well, you never you know, never know mm-hmm. do you? But... Um, it's not that strong at the moment, and and certainly this is a a massive scandal. So yeah, oh the music has started. I can hear. So it looks like we are at the end of our tether. 
so to speak. Quite literally. So, so it's been great having you here, John. Thank you very much for having me. It's if, a great honour to be here. I think it's fabulous. I, I love I love it. Okay, so so, so if they're all, uh, they all don't hate you, we might have you back. Yes. Be don't really be a good. stranger. Yeah. Or don't be any stranger. Don't hate God, me. No. So <laughs> I've been Mike, he's been Martin, and the new guy, that's Jonathan Thompson. Hello. And we'll see you next week. to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International.